Hello and welcome to the Ruining It Formula One podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Ladwell, and I'm joined by my co-host... Harry McKay. Right. Brazil? What a race we had on our hands. <laughs> um, so, return of the sprint race. Um, I feel like our audience know our opinions on these, but yeah. this possibly shook up the formula a little bit. It could have converted us. Um, well, I think I'm converted... I don't know if I'm converted to sprint races or I'm just... It's reinstated my love for Brazil and Interlagos, yes. you know? Yes, it is a good track. It had a good race last year as well. It always yeah. seems to bring the excitement and the crowd's always very very loud, very yeah. positive, warm. happy, yeah, you know, so. always good crowd. Um, so, you know, I think having a sprint race on tracks that are great for overtaking means that you're getting like a third extra of a, of a, of a good race, yeah. you know, we're getting more of Brazil. Um, but I still think you get that tease of something more to come. Yes. Um, yeah. And then in the actual race, you've just reverted, you know, the order back a bit, like to what it should have been. Like, mm. so we had a, a, a pretty crazy qualifying um, with Kevin Magnussen becoming the first Danish driver to take pole position. Yeah, the 24th different country to yeah. have a pole position. And I see what you mean when you then have the sprint race. He then fell down the order in the sprint race. So mm. he he had a one race and an extra third of a race to hold on to his grid position. Whereas at a normal race, he would have had less time yeah. to lose it, if that makes sense. Um, I did see the counter to that was uh, during the sprint race, I think he did pick up a point or two. Um, whereas, obviously, in the full race, he didn't make it to the end. Yes. Um, yeah. He uh, didn't finish. So, in that sense, it does give you a chance to out-qualify your position and then have a much shorter lap to hold on to that with no pit stops. Um, so, just pure driving yes. ability. And I guess then also the increased points, because last year it was 3 two, 1 and now yeah. it starts from 8 points going down. So, I guess that's then increasing the the racing for the sprint races because yeah. there's more points on the line and with the championships some of the positions are so close the sprint races have come into play a bit more i guess and then even though he did drop down he still did get some points and yeah. for Haas, like any points are, are good yeah exactly points, i mean that could so. be the difference between so the eighth and ninth in the championship yeah it's so. very close there's only a yeah. few points in it so every everyone matters yeah so yeah so, that is a good point yeah, so in that sense, I think it's good. that the, the points change is definitely a better move forward. And I think continuing to review it every year. Um, yes, because next year there's going to be six sprint races. And if there's eight points for each race, eight mm. points for each sprint race, and you were, if you did win all of them, not that I think anyone would, that'd be quite yeah. the dominant car, but you're then looking at similar points for two race wins. Yeah. So that's a lot of points yeah no it's 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 becoming more and more important in defining championships yeah um obviously it was so tight last season where one of those going the other way would have you know could have yeah had a big impact but if it's gonna be on great racetracks people might get you know like we're saying a little bit more positive because you're seeing more good racing um which is really at the end of the day what everyone wants but if you're having these become a major staple and you're having an increase in street tracks and then you're having these sprint races, which is just an extra third race on a not very good racetrack with not a lot of overtaking, people playing it safe. Yeah, a sprint race at Miami or Monaco just wouldn't yeah. work because there'd be no incentive, there'd be no change in positions. Yeah. And I guess... Um, they just bring in more revenue for the sport. But with the budget caps, if your car gets damaged or you have yeah. a crash or an engine problem, with the budget caps increasing the amount of sprint races, it could make it then more difficult for drivers to compete in mm. all of them. Yeah. Or even just playing it really safe to not... Because, I mean, especially the the top eight, maybe, they're they're not going to risk losing those points especially when you're only going to gain maybe one for each position yeah um it's sort of three points for how you've qualified um so 
Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting thing to keep an eye out. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more next season if yes. there's double the amount. Um, but I'm, I'm not sold. I'm not sold just I'm, yet. I'm on the fence, but this was a good exhibition for it. I think yeah. it, it showed how they can be good. Um, should we get in and break it down a bit yes. then? So Kevin Magnussen, always said, he started on pole. It was an interesting qualifying with the conditions. It started off a bit drier, got a bit wetter, and then the final the final run in Q3, not everybody was going out towards the end because it had gotten too wet. I know Hamilton, he went one lap around the track, yeah. but he was like, I'm yeah. not improving. So yeah. he, that's why he, I guess, ended up down in eighth. And Magnussen, it's a bit of luck, but it's also the skill um, to yeah. get up into yeah. first. We saw it with George when he was in the Williams qualifying in second, you know, so it can The car happen. definitely was a lot better than it had been. Um, obviously, it's that bit of luck of being on the track at the right time, but he did drove, uh, drive fantastically yes um same through the sprint race he just he did everything he could um obviously with the slower car compared to the rest of them but i think you know he has shown um he's outclassed schumacher which obviously is a more experienced driver you would expect but he has shown that and he consistently has shown that um, i guess because bef- um when mick was in his first year he's partnered with Mazepin so Mick was looking like a better driver then because yeah. he was compared against somebody who was not very good shall we say um, and I guess now that he's up against someone more experienced it's really shown the golf in class yeah. that there currently is obviously Mick's young and mm. and everything who knows where that's gonna go but yeah. I he, mean I, I, I still would would like to give him another shot but another year but unfortunately that's not gonna happen so <laughs> at least not yet yeah, so lap one filled with an incident. Ocon and Alonso made contact early at turn four, and this this did result in in I think the the team were quite annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I think the drivers were quite annoyed because it's been brewing um, the Ocon Alonso kind of drama, yeah, inter team beef kind of yeah relationship. Uh, I think there is a pattern with with both of these drivers. I mean, they're both quite hot-headed. They're both uh, known for having uh, quite big rivalries. Obviously, Ocon and Perez when they were teammates. Um, Alonso and I think pretty much anyone. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's it's kind of been, as someone who's not, you know, an Alpine supporter who, you know... I mean, I like Alonso. I think it's great that he's still doing it at the age he is. But as sort of an outsider on it, I find it quite entertaining. It is definitely. Um, the yeah, the Force India days with Ocon. I mean, that was I just I just loved it because it was just drama on the track, and you know I really appreciate that. But I think for the inter team kind of relationships, they can't be happy with that. Um, I know Alonso's yeah. not happy with that. Ocon's not happy with that. But there's no changes being made i guess it's near the end of the season exactly. and Alonso's moving on now to yeah. a different team so i guess it doesn't matter too much but it has produced a few collisions a few accidents and it must have been quite expensive for the team because yeah. yeah. this lap one incident it damaged ocon's side pod mm. and it, that was obviously expensive and Alonso ended up with a five-second penalty and two penalty points. Yeah. And that dropped him right the way down. And obviously their championship battle with McLaren mm. after the sprint race, McLaren managed to close up the gap by yeah. to four or five points, yeah, I think it was. Really they close. closed up by two or three points because of this incident. Yeah, there was no other team involved, nothing. It was just self-sabotage, really, on, on quite a big... Uh, sort of championship defining or you know place in the championship yeah. defining moment and with the way that the um the money is distributed that mm. place in the championship is worth millions of yeah. pounds yes yeah. so uh, i think the only thing where i'd be i'd be wanting to clamp down on it as a team is you've got next year the sort of will that relationship work with Gasly and Ocon yeah cuz they're known they're known not to be friends. Yeah. So they've had issues since in karting past, days, yeah. isn't it? They've just they're from the same country, yeah, the same the part same... of the country, the same region, you know, they're uh, just... Yeah, pretty much the same street. I think they're they're you know, 
two French drivers from the same place fighting for the same sponsorships, the same places, you're going to have that that drama. And to then end up in the same team, you need that discipline with Ocon already being there to say, hey, this is not acceptable behaviour. If they'd sort of clamped down now, I think it would make next year a lot easier. Yeah, if they get the children under control. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so... By lap three, Kevin Magnussen had been overtaken, and it's obviously it's kind of evident that he do, he doesn't have the pace to no. play with the big boys. And Max Make, making gets, it to lap three was impressive, really. Yeah. And Max took over the lead. Um, there was another team on team crash with Stroll and Vettel. Um, Stroll forced Seb onto the grass. I remember watching it. Yeah. You see all the dirt getting kicked up, and that they, it looks a bit more dramatic. But you hit a stone yeah. down there and gets kicked. You know, it's I mean, it's and it wasn't a little bit forcing him off. It was a sweeping around the corner onto a straight and yeah. just like is he, is is Stroll going to straighten up? Is he going to straighten up? Nope, forcing him all the way wide, straight off the track, and. Uh, it's just a classic stroll move, really, isn't it? I and he did get a 10-second penalty for yeah. that, which I think is fair enough because it was dangerous yeah. and it was reckless. Yeah. Again, and... and it wasn't like a a little bit on a tight corner. It was, it, it, you know, it seemed quite intentional. It seemed Back out bit, of yeah. here or you're in the wall. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of teammates not being best friends yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Getting closer to the end, I think, and everyone's getting a bit angsty you've got drivers who are you know this is the last few races in the sport um either for the foreseeable or forever in Vettel's case so I think people are going to be giving it their all yes so yeah especially for the drivers who are not going to be in the sport next year so lap 15 Russell got past Max for P1 which was I think a bit surprising Mm. that the Mercedes kind of had that pace they were quick um, you know, in qualifying, but then Lewis was qualifying down in eighth. Um, but they did show good race pace. I think some people suggested the temperature mm. had changed from qualifying and their car seemed better set up for it and they yeah. were handling the tyres better. And there was a tyre difference. I believe they had the yes, softs, softs and Max was on the medium. Yeah. But at the end of the sprint race, when that... they looked at the tyres... Max had more degradation yeah, on the mediums yeah, the, than the Mercedes had on the softs, which is quite yeah, something. Yeah, it's just it just felt like the the mediums weren't really working, and I think they didn't have an extra pair of softs, so they wanted to to use the mediums to save yeah. it for the race. But obviously, that gamble didn't pay off. Um, yeah. But then the pace wasn't really there all weekend. No, for Red Bulls. I'm not sure why. Maybe they've got everything wrapped up. They mm. they didn't feel the need to have that like how we saw ferrari last weekend were turned down their engines maybe it was similar this week we don't know with that but on lap 19 signs did manage to get past verstappen and it did cause some front wing damage to verstappen's car but there was no penalty it was just deemed as a a racing incident pretty Um, clear-cut racing incident yeah Yeah. because it was the rear of signs's car so i guess he can't really no yeah, you know he doesn't your, know where the yeah your back rear is already is. planted there and it's yeah. yeah, um and then on lap twenty four a checkered flag comes out but there's still a bit of clearing up to do after the race, which I guess in a twenty four lap race it's short you can't make all the decisions but I am not much a fan of when it's like oh we'll investigate this yeah. after the race it feels like if you're losing five seconds time at the end of the race that's bigger than losing five seconds in a pit stop in terms of like a um grid position you're losing out on and and i think when you add it on to the time at the end it's a bit different yeah you've when we've talked about this before i just like of doing this after the race and i think if they can throw everything into trying to make these decisions because often they they take a bit more working out interviewing with the drivers but it's just that another criticism of the sprint of because it's so short, you don't have the yeah. time to do it necessarily. I think they should have more drive-through penalties or stop-and-go penalties like the, mm. how they used yeah, to. Yeah, we don't really have that. There used to be quite a lot of, oh, you've got to drive through the pit yeah. lane at the reduced speed, but now you don't really get much of that. Maybe no. you're losing too much time because I yeah. guess that's a 20-second penalty as opposed to a 10-second yeah. penalty. But Maybe we haven't seen anything big enough, but then you sort of think, like, what would be big enough? Yeah. Um, 
10 seconds seems to be pretty much the maximum they'll be giving out. There was... Um, so the Alonso incident was investigated after the race, but there was also a bit of a weird one with yeah. Hamilton, Ricardo, and Joe. They were all investigated for a start procedure infringement maybe they were out of their box i think there was not quite they weren't they were out of their box i think they weren't quite um in it but there was no punishment because apparently the white lines were not the right size yeah i saw that because they had to repaint them yeah. for the race which how how, how in, can in that a sport <laughs> where milliseconds matter right in a sport where yeah. every like thing is is calibrated to the finest measurements how have you not painted the grid right it is uh, so confusing it's just <laughs> typical um sort of lack of professionalism that you come to expect uh from these kind of things but anyway there was no punishment for him so it was cleared up but yeah and that of... gave Mercedes yeah. the the front row lockout with Carlos Sainz having a penalty for a, an engine replacement. Um, but it did look a bit, oh, is Hamilton going to get dropped down? But obviously nothing happened. So Mercedes were lining up 1-2 for the race, which is incredible. Yeah. I On Friday, when we watched qualifying, I said, Mercedes 1-2, mm. and you laughed at me. <laughs> And then, okay, that didn't happen on the Friday, but it did happen on the Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, can you blame me? I feel like you've been saying that every week, so, you know, a broken clock and all that. But, um, no, a great, a great recovery. A broken Ellie's right twice really. a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. So, the sprint race overall, what are you going to rank it like out of 10? Um... For racing, for excitement, yeah, this is a, this is a nine or ten. It was yeah. it was everything you could expect, um, and that's not taking the the format into into consideration there. But um, it was great. It was great. One of the it was a third of a um, lap of a normal a distance of a normal race, but it was easily uh, in the better sort of third of of races this yeah. season. Maybe even top five, like just that alone. It was. Um, you know the track is great track is great and the drivers delivered yeah and the crowd as well yeah party atmosphere always in brazil and yeah. that's that's yeah. a good one because with obviously with covid and stuff it's just it's nice to be able to go and actually celebrate a bit yeah. and have all the the fans at the end of the race running onto the track i yeah. missed that yeah. <laughs> quite a lot and they have quite adopted hamilton so oh to see yeah the, he is an honorary citizen there. now yeah. so it's effectively a home race for yeah. him yeah <laughs> i'm not really sure why no brazilian on the grid, but I didn't think I that they liked him for the whole Felipe Massa yeah, championship yeah. 2008, whatever. But they've blah, clearly blah. gotten over that. So. so this did change up the grid, the sprint race. We went from having, I guess, more of a, a normal kind of order to then dropping the Alpines down to 16th mm. and... 17th obviously um Fernando Alonso did have that five second penalty to add on but that was quite a big swing for yeah. the um for the championship points wise at that point yeah, in so the weekend yeah, they did close up yes so the race was I I thought it was one of the best races we've had maybe the best race we've had this season yeah, yeah. so the whole weekend delivered for us it was yeah it was it was exciting it had I mean, uh, you say Mercedes, but if you just look at the season, it's an unexpected winner. Yeah, um, it's a good, you know, good moment for for Russell, obviously being younger. Um, it it wasn't so good for for the Red Bull fans, but I think, I think even most of us would not care. <laughs> I, um, it was, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great weekend. So yeah, so we'll run through the yes. race quickly. So. Mercedes starting on the front row and Russell got away very well. Mm. Yeah, um, they both had a good start. Yeah, because I thought maybe they'd have to be holding off the rebels who were starting third and fourth, yeah. but they seemed to get away quite well. Their car was just obviously set up pretty pretty nicely yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. First time it seems like they're, they've, they've been tuned in. Nailed it, yeah. yeah. Really... And their strategy as well held up for <laughs> yeah. them. So there was an instant Daniel Ricciardo hit Kevin Magnussen at turn eight. Mm. Um, 
a few different opinions on this one. Yeah. I think Daniel Ricciardo went for a space that wasn't there, but on the first lap, things like that I feel were normally brushed under the carpet. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I even agree with that. I think it was tight, um, but I think there was a I think there was a gap there. I I think it was a bit over ambitious, but I would not have penalised it. Because he's now received um, a three-place grid penalty, and yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, that that's a lot worse than a five-second penalty, which you could argue it should have been at minimum. Yeah. I think I, I, there's an argument for that, but to have a three-place penalty at the next race, I mean, I just I don't see how they can justify that. No, it seems a lot more stringent than even in this race and the sprint race. Worse incidents who have got lesser penalties. Yeah, with the stroll one, yeah, for example. Yeah, and didn't take as long to come out with it. Like, Yeah, and I think maybe because they both ended up, Kevin Magnussen and Daniel Ricciardo, both ended up out of the race. Maybe mm. the punishment, we spoke about that last week, the punishment being more severe when drivers can no longer mm. compete because you've ruined... They say they don't take that into consideration, but... right? They, they, they don't... You have to be consistent. Yeah. Like, And I just, I don't think it is consistent. If that had happened... And they touched, and they'd both kept it on the... Well, if, if Magnussen had, had kept it on the track, nothing would happen out of that. Yeah. If it was only because he spun and then took he out Ricardo as well when Ricardo, Ricardo yeah. tried to go round. Like, I don't know. I, I just think that one maybe is a bit harsh. Yeah, I, th- I think definitely on mm. the harsher side. Yeah. To, to carry on into next week... Yeah. Um, but then I guess when they're both out of the race, yeah, you're forced I mean, to do that. Yeah. So that did cause a safety car to come out to clear it all up. Um, and on lap six, it came in. Um, and then after the restart, you have Verstappen and Hamilton that are like side by side going through like turn one and turn two down in the S's. It was, um, yeah, some real PTSD from last <laughs> season here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and they did make contact at turn two, which damaged Max's front wing. And it did also damage Hamilton's car. And some people reckon he lost 0.2 seconds per lap because of that damage. But that seems, if that's true, then he had a cracking yeah. race. I um, I didn't, I can't remember how he was tracking to Russell. I don't think he was like losing or that much time to Russell, was he? Hamilton or... Hamilton, yeah. Um, In the closing stages. Well, like or throughout, throughout the race. race I wasn't he really was going similar. I mean, Similar sort of speed, uh, I thought, but not George did gaining. get the fastest lap, but I think that they were going quite similar yeah. speeds, so he wasn't... Yeah, because, I mean, you'd expect masses. maybe... Obviously, I think Russell is leading the, 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 over Hamilton. Yes, he is, yeah. Um, but I would still say Hamilton's faster, the better driver. Yeah. Um, and uh, especially at Brazil, he's a good driver. Yeah, so I... I, I can believe that I could because I would maybe expect him to be a bit faster than Russell because yeah. he wasn't. Um, this this is this was quite a controversial one, I suppose. This crash just because of the drivers involved. Yeah, I think so, and what was said after the race. Yeah. But we'll get onto the yeah. what they we'll said come, a bit later. We'll but come back to it. It did give Max a five second penalty. Um, I watched it with my brother, and shout out to him. He's a Red Bull fan, disgusting, mm. and he does like Max, and mm. he accuses me of not liking Max, mm. which who knows if that's true. <laughs> um, and I said, like, Max has gone for a space that wasn't there, and his mm. exit out of turn one, um, like, he went too fast around turn one, so he couldn't get into yeah. turn two quickly. Um, he, did, he couldn't get into turn two correctly. And he was applying the throttle still, mm. even at the point that they were making contact. I, I think I would disagree on the first part. I think there was a space. They're side by side um, further, like before the yes, corner. Yes, before the corner, yeah. Um, but because he's not... The, 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 the rule state, you have to be, have like half the car length alongside. Yeah. And you have to have a reasonable expectation of making the corner. Yeah. And I think at the speed he was going, if Hamilton had gone a lot wider and given him more space at the corner, then ha- uh, Verstappen, and they hadn't crashed, Verstappen would have made the, the tr- track. He would have stayed on the track, but Hamilton yeah. then wouldn't. Would have had and to I think go that's where it's track. fair enough. Yeah. I think a five second is fair. Yeah, because I, th- I think he had 
I don't know if he had any intention of making the corner, no. but the speed he was carrying into it, he knew he wasn't going to make that I, I, corner. I think, it w- I think, yeah, he wouldn't have taken the correct line. Yeah. He would have been you know, sweeping around. He would have hit the other side of the track. He would have stayed on the track, I think. But because Hamilton is also there, he's allowed to remain on the line and he then has no chance of making that and therefore Verstappen should have pulled out and, and yeah. you know. So... Yeah. Yeah, if if Hamilton had had backed down as sometimes he does or sometimes other drivers do, then there obviously wouldn't have been a penalty. But yeah. and that's Max's style. It's just yeah. Max's go for it, and if yeah. you get hit, you get hit, and if you hit someone, you hit someone. Yeah, but he, I mean he doesn't pull pull back. No, know? and it's it's a yeah, it's a tactic. I like it. I like a. a I who think goes sometimes. For it, but... It's a bit reckless, and yeah, when you're endangering yeah, lives, but... you're endangering lives. But well, yeah, but I mean, this kind of thing—you're making a bit of contact. It can be. This but... kind of incident was yeah. a bit different. Yeah, yeah, this one was a bit different. Yeah. But there was also on the same lap, Norris and Leclerc had their little collision, which did result in Norris yeah. also having a five-second penalty. So it was penalties flying all Norris over the place. Norris was probably quite happy. A lot of stuff is overshadowed. Um, I, there was a photo of Leclerc driving past with his um, um, his middle finger yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he was just telling him that he was going to be uh, uh, number one driver as. Uh, oh, I, I think that's the legend would say himself. But um, um, so Charles ended up in the barrier, but he somehow managed to get out of it um, <laughs> with not too much damage, and he just carried on. He. I mean, has not been happy this season that his team has not no. had a lot of luck. He's often made mistakes, but yeah, this race he just sort of this not nothing can stop me determination just to defy. Yeah, I mean, he went in the barriers. We thought it was over, always damaged, and he just just gets back on and keeps going. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was very impressed with the clerk today. So Verstappen had to come into the pits for a new front wing, and he got new front wing and new tires and the pit. He was stationed for 10 seconds. Mm. That's insane. It's pretty good. To put a new wing on, you're normally looking at 13, 15 yeah. seconds. They were 10 seconds. That pit crew, what are they? They must be on about 10 Red Bulls before <laughs> yeah. the race, just like chugging them down. Wings. I mean, what can you say? They definitely do have wings. That was <laughs> that was crazy. I was just watching yeah. it like, it's the timing wrong on the screen? I can understand it. So then um, Russell... By lap 15, he's starting to open up a lead. He's more than one second, so he's got outside the DRS zone. I think that was quite impressive, but I guess he wasn't, I guess, in the fastest car this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's... It was expected. I think think you can't fault him. He drove great. He drove great. I mean, it helps when you have the fastest car. I think Russell is a good driver, and he's shown that before. Um and then, yeah, when the car delivers, you need the good driver to be there, and he was there. So, and um, Hamilton was obviously dropped down into the pack yeah. after his um, collision with Verstappen, but he was then at that point starting to make his way back through. Um, and I think he put in some good moves. He was he was going quite well because it's sometimes accused of Hamilton that he doesn't know how to race in the pack, yeah. especially from yeah. some of the other, yeah, um, the other drivers like. Sebastian and Fernando Alonso like this year they've kind of said this guy doesn't know how to race in the pack whereas I guess they're world champions that maybe have more experience yeah he's been on top for so long um and then even within the team been top for so long yeah I mean you're gonna you're gonna maybe forget or struggle to get used to it but I mean in the past he's shown he's good at it and he, he is I mean it's I think it's wrong to say otherwise but I don't know. It's just when you you lose that recent experience, sometimes you you forget. Maybe you got to be like when to be aggressive, when not yeah. to. Um, that didn't happen this race, though. He no, he was, was on fire. He was on fire this yeah. race, and not in the same way that Carlos Sainz's brake was on <laughs> no. fire. Um, lap twenty two, he comes in for new um, new tires. I think he went on to the softs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had to come in because there was a tear-off stuck in his brake duct. And that's been a real problem yes. this season. It's not yeah. one that I feel happened too much in the seasons before. Maybe it's the new aerodynamics yeah, of the car. I've never really noticed it, but but it seems to be times this season, quite least, a right? lot. And I don't really know what you can do about that. 
No. Because you need the tear-offs there. Maybe a little pouch they could put them in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's quite hard cockpit, while yeah. you're driving to not just yeah. let go. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was smoking quite heavily when, like, yeah. the camera when they're changing the tyres. Um, and then we sort of thought it was extinguished. Then it wasn't. It was still smoking. Um, but, yeah, going to that 300 kilometres out, where whoosh, just did, did extinguish it in the end. So... Yeah, uh, he, did. Got lucky he did get lucky that it wasn't any more serious. But then from a lap 22, he was having to work his way back through the pack for something that, you know, you don't really, it's not really your fault. No, it's not yeah. like you've tapped someone and you've had to come in or you've run over some debris. It's just, yeah. it's unlucky, it's unfortunate. And it's definitely something that's problematic, but there's no easy solution to it, I guess. So lap 23... Leclerc comes in for his second stop. Mm. So it's not going quite to plan at this point for Charles Leclerc. And he goes on to the softs, dropping him to 17th on the grid. And considering that you've got two racers out, two drivers out of the race, he's the penultimate driver on track. So At this point, it is looking like another, especially with signs in the brakes and this, is looking like another Ferrari disaster, albeit... Not caused by Ferrari for once. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's out of their control. Um, yeah. So um, Perez then come in the lap after Leclerc, um, which was a, another incredible stop. Two seconds, I think it was two oh yeah. five or something crazy, crazy quick. But he did come out behind Bottas. I guess they were like, we have to go now and just do some crazy yeah. quick stop. But it didn't quite work out, so he did lose yeah. time. Um, in trying to get past Bottas. There was some strategy errors from Red Bull uh, this race. Um, and I, this looks like one. I don't know if if coming in a lap earlier or staying out a lap later, maybe you could have gotten around that. But yeah, this was really unfortunate because yeah. it, it did hamper him. Because then Verstappen had to come in for his pit stop, which was 10.7 seconds. And obviously five of that was the penalty. Mm. I know they always end a bit... They um, they do six seconds, yeah. so they don't have to repeat it. But that's still quite a slow quite a slow stop from, yeah. from going from a two-second pit stop to a five-second. I think, I think you just get out of rhythm um, because you're waiting and, you you know, that's going to feel like an eternity. Yeah. Um, but it obviously did hamper him quite a bit. So, yeah, yeah. And not long, not long after that, Russell comes in to the pits, which he didn't really want to do. I think he thought that his tyres were going well, but they pit him to cover the Red Bulls, which I guess when you look at the result of the race, makes it a bit interesting because you think, oh, they were they really in the race yeah, with the yeah, Red Bulls? Sort of. um, but they covered them off so i guess they did feel like that was their main yeah. threat for the but I win think it's, it was them being um i suppose because they are used to being in front but they seem to take the initiative a little bit more there yeah. and think okay we need to cover we need to prepare which is a bit more than what what red bull's been doing um so despite it you know probably would have been fine either way i think it was a good decision um, yeah, I think it was the right decision in the long run, but you have had the drivers questioning yeah, the, the drivers strategy quite a lot happy, this year. Um, but Russell managed to go into the pits and come back out into the race lead, yeah. which is something a Mercedes hasn't done for <laughs> quite a yeah. long time. So that was very impressive that he managed not to lose any track position. Yeah. Um, and when... Um, well, no, I think he did come out behind Hamilton, actually, but he didn't lose any... Yeah, any more yeah. places and I think yeah because once Hamilton pit yeah because once Hamilton then. yeah so Hamilton then pit a few laps later after that come onto the medium tyres mm. as well yeah and I think he did say his tyres were fine yeah but he um, started on the softs and uh, 30 laps on the softs yeah. is quite or maybe quite it was the next pit stop but I know he was um, it, yeah it might have been the next pit stop possibly yeah that he, he was moaning about that so lap 37 like halfway through the race Sainz pits again another stop for the medium. So it seemed like the Ferraris were shooting themselves in the foot with all these yeah. pit stops. But Leclerc and Verstappen running still outside the points. Um, which I guess it, like halfway through the race, they've still yeah. not made their way through the pack was kind of surprising, I guess. Maybe not, maybe less so for Leclerc because of, yeah. of his injury in terms of his car damage yeah. and uh, being in the wall. But No, for both of them, yeah. yeah. If, if they were going to really challenge... 
you'd expect them to be um, cleared all the midfield pretty yeah. much. And by this point, like halfway through, the two Mercedes and Perez, they've got quite a big... They're, they're doing yeah. quite well at the front, yeah. the three of them, because when Sainz pits, he comes out and he's 30 seconds off of the leaders, oh. which is a pit stop plus another eight, nine seconds. That's quite yeah. a significant amount of time. And, you know, just when, when Ferrari, I guess they were so far off it last weekend, but that was an anomaly, I, mm. I think. It was um, quite interesting. Um, by lap 40, Russell's caught eight seconds over Perez. So I, I guess this is when you're really starting to realise maybe the Red Bulls... Are not um, quite got the pace. Not quite got yeah. the pace this weekend. Do you think that's because they had their engines turned down? or? Um, I don't know. I, I think... I, I can't really see Verstappen, especially some stuff later, but I can't really see him agreeing to that. Um, I think he's fighting for every win. Um, it may have been necessity out of, you know, not wanting to have another engine, maybe just they couldn't afford. Yeah, with the budget uh, cap, I doubt they yeah, want to be making any do more the same era. So issues. I think it's, it's very possible. Um, it, I, I would normally say it's just the track, which is possible, but... They haven't had that much variation throughout the season. Yeah. You know, last year was much more, okay, Mercedes are way faster now, Red Bull are faster now, like depending on the track. But it might just not be as noticeable because no one's been as close, so you're not seeing that leapfrog. Yeah, that's a very good point. They're Um, not in a direct battle for the constructors with anyone. So if they have had that variability, maybe other teams have had that same variability or maybe they've just been so far in the lead they can have an off week and still yeah so come be fine come good so Leclerc made his third pit stop on lap 45 out of 71 so isn't he's, he's getting through he's em. getting through them <laughs> I don't even know how many tires they had left by this point no. um and then he drops down to 14th so he's still running quite outside the points and in terms of like time down on the leaders he was yeah. he was way down on them um, and Hamilton also, he gets past Perez um, into turn one. It was quite a nice move, just had the DRS on the straight and then and then got him into turn one. Yeah, I was watching the, um, I had the Channel 4 commentary. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was uh, it, the uh, inevitability of that move was, I mean, he called it a, uh, I can't remember which one of them said it, but I called it about three corners before. I said, just wait, just wait. It will be like Perez t- t- doesn't have a 1% chance of defending this. The car sailed past. It was oh, a textbook. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't defend that. So, yeah. yeah. What Hamilton's used to. Having a good car under having him. Having a good car and yeah. getting people on the DRS. Yeah, getting people on the <laughs> Nice and easy. So, um, around lap 48, that's when people start pitting other than the Ferraris who have been in the yeah, pits about just... 10 times. That's when people start pitting again. So Perez comes in for the medium and Hamilton comes in for the soft. And I feel like this was the defining yeah. moment for the, um, for Red Bull when they made this this strategy. Obviously, Hamilton started on the softs, then went to the mediums and went to the softs. And maybe, um, maybe Red Bull just didn't have that in the mm. garage to put on. But it did seem... You're going. You're coming in the same lap, and one's going on to softs. They were scrub softs. They'd been. Yeah. I think they had six or yeah. something laps on them, and then you're putting on the the mediums, on another car. You kind of you you know how yeah. that's gonna end. Yeah. Up. It's it was a foregone conclusion, really, especially when you have hard data pretty much from the same thing happening in the sprint race with the same tire difference and being about the same amount of laps that you've got left here. It's just. Yeah, it was almost like, I, I, I don't know what the tyre combination was. I know they, they did that so they would have an extra pair of socks. Yeah. Because um, like, Hamilton did question this strategy. This is when he was say, on the radio saying, my tyres are good, my tyres are good. But I think that they just wanted to cover off yeah, Perez. Think... And he ended up coming out the pits two seconds ahead of Perez yeah. on the faster compound. So I yeah. guess it was a very good move. It was a good strategy. Cool. And that's where, in other cases, them questioning it, the, you know, they've been right, but... This one, they had more data. They knew what they were doing. They knew the compounds of the tyres. The mediums, or well, I think Hamilton was on before. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. They were still fine, but 
they knew the softs could go the distance. They knew they'd get out of the head yeah, having he, the faster tyre. He went 30 laps on them in yeah. the first in, and in the um, sprint race. He yeah, did the whole, the whole thing. the whole thing on the softs. They um, knew that the tyres held up. They, they did, yes. So, so. I, it was definitely the right call at the time. Yeah. Um, two laps after that, lap 50, Russell comes in. 20 seconds ahead of Signs, who's in second because of like how the pit stops have worked out on that. Mm. And he comes out two seconds in the lead. So he's got another beautiful yeah. pit window. Yeah. It was a bit close. You could see Signs coming down the straight and you could see yeah. um, Russell coming out the pit exit. But it worked out really well. We've questioned Mercedes strategy quite a bit. But this yeah, race, they, they seem to all be singing the same back tune. Back on top, yeah. Um, so then a bit of late drama, I guess, going on. Lap 52, Lando stopped on track. It just turned a bad weekend yeah, into a terrible worse. weekend yeah. with two DNFs for McLaren, losing out so many points in the championship battle with Alpine. And Lando had food poisoning, bless yeah, him. And, he was and it was his really birthday, Ill. 23rd yeah. birthday, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, this weekend. So, yeah, you felt for him. He did look drained yeah. after he got out of the car. And just, just you're going to be... Obviously, he wasn't very well. It's not been a good race. So then you just know that you've, I mean, you're pretty much lost that battle now unless something crazy happens. But Yeah. And he yeah. stopped at the exit of turn 10, which initially caused a virtual safety car. But I think it was quite clear they weren't going to be yeah. able to get the yeah. car off. There was no escape road no, nearby. So they did have to happen. fill out a full safety car, which lasted for five laps. And there was a bit of a... Some people joking about the cars being unlapping themselves mm. and a few comments about some incidents last year. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened last year with the safety car incident with some cars unlapping themselves. Who uh, knows no. what that was about? But Sonoda... Lost to time, lost to memory. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to... Sonoda didn't go... Th like, they normally, didn't tell him he could, I think, was the issue. Normally when they say unlap yourself... You go past the safety car mm. and then you just catch up with yeah. the bag. But he kind of waited until the race started and then just like fell back. Yeah, a bit. like sort of slowed down. It was really confusing to watch. I wasn't I think, sure. I think the issue was they didn't tell him he could unlap. They were like, uh, lapped cars, so and so, so and so, so and so, yeah. unlap now. And they never got told that. I, I, it, you feel like you would just go. Yeah. <laughs> like you know you've been lapped. Um, very strange. Very, Very strange. Odd. And some Red Bull fans out there saying that um, George's win gets thrown into doubt because of it. But I think they're just having a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, the old... Um, <laughs> we got we got nothing else to talk about. We did terribly this race. Let's have a joke. Yeah. Um, so I lap hope, 60, <laughs> when the race resumes, um, there's a lot of... The radio waves are lighting up mm. and George asks if he can race and they said yes just respectfully um which i think was just because they knew that they were in a good yeah. position for a one-two yeah. and they didn't want anything to mess with that and it's mostly been their um sort of philosophy i suppose over the last few years anyway yeah um, it's always race, race respectfully and yeah. i like that i like that as well but ocon he wants to go and i think it was vettel ahead of him he wants to go and overtake vettel but alonso's behind him mm. And Alonso's on fresher tyres, quicker tyres. So he's told, don't fight Alonso when he comes past you. And Ocon... Not a happy bunny. Not a happy bunny about that. <laughs> he was like saying he wanted to go and overtake in front. And they were like, yeah, if you can catch the person in front, do it. Yeah. But if not, don't, let, don't fight Alonso. And maybe this also I brewing think, over from yeah, the day before. Yeah. Um, but he did sound like a bit of a child on the radio that yeah, might be a bit harsh yeah. I, I i think it's i mean i've got a i suppose i've got to use the same logic i'd use to drivers i like more but <laughs> you're in the heat of the moment you're gonna have that especially when you've had drama obviously before with the stewards saying that was alonzo fault giving him a penalty so you're not gonna want to be as friendly with your teammate but obviously not the right call not the right thing to no. be saying but you can kind of understand. You can understand it, but when they've crashed the day before, yeah, you'd think the you'd team's try just nice. trying to protect the points. Yeah. They're running in the points, both of them. The McLaren are both out. They really just need Alpine to finish. It would be way of doing it if both cars take each other out. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, um, lap 33, Sainz is past Perez, and then Leclerc gets past Perez as well. So, 
Perez is definitely starting to struggle yeah. after the restart. He didn't have the tyre for it. Really fell and away. He really it's... just fell away. It wasn't yeah. a good ending for no, him. Because no. um, then a few laps later, Alonso gets past him as well up for yeah. P5 for Alonso, which I... is a cracking result. Um, and then Especially, Vers- yeah, where he started. Yeah. Verstappen amazing. gets put past Perez. I, he was quicker, but also he, Perez didn't fight it because they were told he can go and get well, Alonso. Uh, uh, Verstappen, this is what I was confused because I thought he was. Verstappen was not told before that um, he would have to give the position back. Uh-huh. He was just, just. I, I don't know if he was even told to go through. I, I know Perez was. I think they were like, let Max through to chase Alonso. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if Verstappen had been told that. Not that that really changes what we're about to get into, but yeah. just, you know, it wasn't like he'd agreed to something and then went back on it. Um, he was faster as well, so... Yeah. So then lap 71, the checkered flag comes out. I'll run us quickly through the finishing and then we'll get on to our our thoughts. Um, so George Russell, maiden win... And he got the bonus point for the fastest lap. So he got eight points, right, for mm-hmm. the sprint race. And then 26 points for the race. The race. So he's got 34 points from yeah. the weekend. It's not a bad. Not a bad, not a bad day's work up. or yeah. two days work, yeah. as it turned out. So Lewis completed a Mercedes 1-2. First British 1-2 since 2010. Yeah. I actually have... My th- my final thoughts today will be about about the one two. Okay, um, okay, we'll come back. To we'll that come back then. to that later, but yeah, stay tuned. No, very impressive. Um, Carlos signs Charles Leclerc. Then <laughs> just a Ferrari three four. I, I mean, we've been alluding to this the whole time because of how crazy their everything, the the multiple pit stops, the unluckiness. But to end up three and four... Oh, it was incredible. It was, I mean, that's a gift from God, isn't it? Yeah, Charles Leclerc was coming on the radio saying, like, let me through, let me through. Um, I think, think about the championship, when it's for like, a podium, you know, it's a bit different. Yeah. Because, like, Carlos had every right for the podium. Yeah, yeah. And he was four or five seconds up the road. And I know, obviously, Charles wanted the points for getting yeah. second in the constructors. But... I, I, I mean, I th- that's more driver pride, right? There's no money yeah. for that. So I, 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 I think I agree with that. It's a podium place. If it was fourth and fifth, you'd swap the drivers. But Yeah, but the team Charles gets the same points that. either yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, that is more comes down yeah. to Leclerc. Um, so, yeah, Alonso finishing P5 because Max couldn't get past him in the end. That was... Um, I would say surprising, considering he fin- he um, he started in 17th. Yeah. It was a cracking race for him. He's fast. <laughs> he's fast. He's fast. He's he always up, been fast, and he still is. He made up 12 places yeah. in the race, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. I know that there were three DNFs, and they all did start above him. Yeah. But that's still nine places. That yeah. would still be the most out of anyone on, yeah. the, on the grid. Disappointing day, then, for... Red Bull finishing 6th and 7th. Yeah. But Esteban Ocon rounding out a good day for the Alpines. Yeah. A bunch they of They had points. their drama, but impressive in the end. Very impressive. Ninth was Valtteri Bottas. I think good solid. to get in the points. Yeah, solid. solid race kind of him. flew under the radar, but he had a yeah. lovely tash, if anyone yeah, he does, hasn't yeah. seen his tash. God. Google it. He just... Yeah, he looks like a predator. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does a little bit. But I think it suits him. It's a nice so. photo of him and Joe going out for, for dinner and he's got his lovely stash. Go look at that. It's nice. Wholesome content. Yeah. Um, Lance Stroll having a good day, I would say, getting yeah. into 10th. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin haven't been having a cracking season this year. so. No. Um, and then he, he did beat out Sebastian Vettel, obviously. 10th yeah. and 11th for them. Yeah, is, that's, is good. that's good. Um, Joe was in 12th. Mick... In 13th, Gasly 14th, Albon and Latifi 15th and 16th. And then Yuki, a bit disappointed now in his 17th. He started yeah. in the pit lane because of um, changes under Park Fermi. But um, I guess they've not been that competitive, but I would have thought he'd have got past yeah, the, the Williams. Yeah, the, the Williams, the two of the Williams. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a shake-up in the order at the top um, and a few surprises. But overall... Good race, some good points for some teams. Um, important points for Alpine. 
Um, yeah, they've now got 19 points over McLaren, so that's. I think that's insurmountable. Yeah, they'd need um, they'd need to both be out the points and both. You're looking McLaren's at like third, fourth yeah, finish for McLaren. So race of the season. So no, I don't think. so. I don't think so. After the sprint race, I thought yes. Yeah. <laughs> and considering that the Alpines were starting seventeenth and sixteenth. Yeah, I thought they could close. I thought it was get ahead. Really. Get ahead. Yeah. But um, obviously, with Daniel having the crash and then Norris yeah. having the technical failure, it just didn't go their way. Um. So we'll talk a bit about the team orders playing a big role because yes. the Max and the Checker one, um, we can we can kind of like from my opinion, I think second in the championship isn't really that important, but it's also when you've already won the drivers' championship and the constructors, yeah. why not try and try and yeah, get right? it? I mean, he. I mean, he says. He said, I told you already last time, you guys don't ask that again to me, okay? Are we clear about that? I gave my reasons and I stand by it. It did sound quite aggressive. It was it was passionate, um, some ardent supporters would say. I would say aggressive. Uh, it even. was. It, it yeah. was. Um, he was told to let, he said, if you can't get Alonso, let Perez back. Well, he... He, he wasn't. He was only told at the end. He was like to then give the place yeah. back. I think, which still, because this is why I say like people saying, "Oh, well, you've agreed to." He didn't agree to that. But I think as a teammate, as you're saying, like the amount that Perez has done for him and given him the place, yeah. you pay that back. Yeah. Sure, you are the number one driver. It's clear you're the number one driver, but you are gaining nothing more. You're not getting a podium. You, the points don't matter. Yeah, we're talking about sixth in yeah. a in a race. Like, it just that's not where they thought they would be. That's not where they wanted so, to be. I mean, Max is, especially when he was younger, he's much more aggressive. He's you know, but he he definitely seems to have mellowed a bit. And this kind of aggressive, um, I'm trying to think of a non-swear word to describe this. Um, it just seems like a really like he was being a jerk. And yeah. he says about these reasons he wouldn't say the reasons no a lot of interviews he was just like it's in the past yeah. and i think he was alluding perhaps to monaco people but... mentioned that there's there's rumors uh, uns- unsubstantiated obviously yeah um from some dutch journalists which again i think who it originated from wasn't that reliable someone else has conf- has agreed he's a bit more reliable um but that it was in Monaco, Perez crashed on purpose during qualifying for, to secure third place. It, it makes no sense to me, really. That people looked at the telemetry and saying he had 100% on the throttle um, as he went around the corner. But uh, the, I just don't see why you would the, ever do it. The Ferrari there. did the exact same yeah, he carbon well. copy yeah. of the incident. So I think... If it was isolated, maybe, but then the fact that you then have a few seconds later the Ferrari doing the exact same thing yeah. in the exact same position ended up hitting each other because they're in the same yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think, you I know, think it's not, unless Ferrari it's, yeah. were in on it as well, yeah. I really don't think that there's much um, by that. But if Max believes the only, it, then... Yeah, I mean, it's possible that Max just believes it. I mean, I think it'd be kind of crazy because they would have the most data. They could talk about it. They could look at it. The only other thing, Perez obviously went on to win that race... Um, and then during the celebrations, I think he was a bit, um, he he was partying and I think there was a bit of an issue. Um, uh, I think he was maybe at least kissing another woman and he had to apologize publicly to his wife. Yeah. Um, it's possible with like Max's family history, maybe that he takes that thing very seriously and he just thinks that he's taken that personal judgment on Checo onto track. It's weird that it would only come up now. So I I don't I'm not suggesting that's the reason. It's just because when they mentioned Monaco, he sort of didn't deny it. it he said like, you can decide yeah, for yourself, little... which I think is saying yes, yeah. but I'm not going to say yes. No. We touched on the Ocon Alonso as well. Um, I think that this is just. I think they were saying by the end of it, it's one more race. Yeah. We've got just one more race. Just get through it, and then they're at different teams yeah. and they can hate each other. Especially then. since they then 
got good points this race. I think it's not worth the fighting. No, definitely not. <laughs> you just not. keep them apart, move on. The Carlos and Charles one did surprise me a bit, though. So Carlos was doing his own race. Yeah. He was kind of like not really anyone's direct competition, but he was doing his own thing, doing well. And then obviously Charles was messed around with the instant, ended mm. up in the wall. But to come on the radio begging yeah, for really the position, begging. begging, like, please, guys, think mm. of the champ- think of the championship. Um, it made him sound desperate. Obviously, mm. at the beginning of the season, he probably thought that it was... You were fighting for first. He was fighting for the championship. like, second. I just but. don't know. I suppose it is important to them, like, even saying second over third, like, it's got to be, like, just that moral hit of, like, that confidence hit of thinking, at the start I was fighting for first and I've ended up third. Yeah. But even then, to to get it that way doesn't feel quite as... No, and I, I think Carlos deserved the podium. Yeah. and. I think he had a solid race, flew a bit under the radar, but I think it's a bit different swapping sixth and seventh than yeah. it is third and fourth, especially when Carlos hasn't had that many podiums. Yeah, I, yeah. Just like, why would you it deny him? Yeah. yeah that I don't one know. felt a bit weird. So a lot of a lot of team shenanigans. Yeah, especially on where Ferrari, they don't have so much the first and second driver as much as Red Bull. Yes. Like, I think it's very clear and they believe that, whereas Ferrari have always been a bit more uh, open about, like, that they can both fight for stuff and the winner wins. Yeah. I think we'll touch on also Max's comments about the um, Hamilton incident, because we both interpreted this quite differently. Yeah. Um, do you want to read out the quote? Yeah, so um, he, uh, Max said, this was an interview afterwards, to be honest, I went around the outside and I immediately felt he was not going to leave space. I just went for it. He didn't leave me space, so I knew we were going to get together. It cost him the race win. For me, it gave me five seconds. It wouldn't have mattered anything for my race because we were just way too slow. So do you want to say how you interpreted it? Because so it is different. But... I interpreted that as he didn't crash on purpose, but he he didn't avoid it purposefully he knew they were going to crash and he did it anyway and he knew that it was going to have a greater impact on hamilton's race than his own Mm. so he didn't feel that he needed to get out of it out of the position because if he caused a crash it hurt hamilton more than it hurt him so he might as well i I suppose i agree i suppose i pretty much agree with that i actually I, i think i'd just add that i think he's sort of saying that he can't understand why Hamilton wouldn't move because obviously in his mind yeah. he had the right to be there um, and, and in a sense he did he was alongside but like that thing of we're going to crash he knew we were going to crash normally a driver would say okay this that crash I've gone for the move so that could be on me Yeah, I'm going to slow down I'm going to pull out but in his mind he might as well fight for it because his car you know the car was not fast enough this race whereas you know Hamilton's was so he's thinking why he can't comprehend why Hamilton wouldn't pull out because it's ruined his chance it's for ruined the win. his chance for the win yeah. um, but I think that is more just obviously trying to put yourself in that driver's who's not going to think he's totally wrong is he no yeah. driver is so no. um I don't think it's as maybe like bitter and harsh as, as some people have come across but yeah. it's just yeah it, isn't it maybe he could have here toned that down a bit I think I think You're not just in a championship battle. After like anymore. Perez saying on the radio, it shows who he really is. To then come out and make this comment about Hamilton, maybe, maybe if down. it was just him saying that, it yeah, would have been a bit yeah. different. But on the weekend and just immediately already, after yeah. the race, where his own teammate has said it shows who he really is, and doesn't mean that in a good way. Oh, no, it shows no, he's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. You know, it was used as an insult. Maybe. He should have come out with a different attitude. Yeah, um, I, I think people are already now in quite a highly critical um, viewpoint of him. So yeah, to not to not take that in, into consideration, he doesn't really ever try and play the media that much, does he? Like in that sense, like yeah. he will just say what he thinks. But I think a better media communicator. Or his own team would have should have warned him. Just stay stay quiet on that stay one. Stay calm, stay quiet, and withhold yes. it. Hopefully, the next race will be a little bit less uh, dramatic. Hopefully, well, I like the drama. That's why we watch it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Going into Abu Dhabi, Charles Leclerc 
Sergio Perez, both on 290 points. Yeah. Harry, who are you calling it? <laughs> it's the, the spirit of Michael Massey has one last, you know, <laughs> one last burst. He couldn't quite get the championship to to be tied, but, you know, these two. Um, I I think I, I, I'm going to say Perez because if you look over the season, I think the Red Bull has been faster. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about Abu Abu Dhabi. There is that long straight. Mm-hmm. They have better, and I, um, and you know it didn't really happen here. Speed. But normally they have better straight line speed. So I think I'm gonna go with Perez. Um, yeah. Well, just to be different, I'll go with Charles Leclerc. Just. Yeah. I, I think obviously it comes down to one race. It could go either way, but. Yeah. Yeah. Who was your driver of the day for Brazil? I'm going to go Leclerc, um, I think, just because um, I think you've got a better, we talked a bit, I think you've got a better one, but I think just because of those pit stops and because he hit the barrier and it just felt like another disastrous one to then finish fourth and yeah, I I think that would be it. Um, Only because um, I'm not sure I can quite give it to the Mercedes drivers, but really... (laughs) Uh, a, a very special mention to Russell and Hamilton, but Russell in yeah. particular. Um, it, is, it is a little bit overshadowed by all this drama, but he really did deserve it. It's a great first win. Um, and he, he dominated the he race. Did, yeah. he, he, it was his race to, to win, and he did. And know, he, did he did, yeah. Mine is Alonso. Just everyone loves Alonso, and he had a cracking race. He finished in fifth, which mm. is a very, very, very strong finish. But... I think the main reason is he kept Max behind him at yeah. the end, but with so many incidents in the race, so many five-second penalties, so many crashes, so mm. many, like... I think everybody else had some sort of thing going on, yeah. and I think he managed to just keep his head down and stay mm. calm and get the result when other people were... Charles Leclerc ended up in the wall. Yeah. Um that wasn't his own fault, but it just felt like everybody else's day had some sort of blemish, yeah. but he managed to do it quite quite well, like yeah. a smooth operator, you know? Yeah. especially coming <laughs> from the back. like Yeah, he worked know. his way out the field. Yeah. He stayed out of trouble, and he, he got on Well with deserved. It. Well deserved. We'll give him a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Time for our favourite section. thoughts. Harry, what's your final thoughts? Oh dear! I thought you were gonna go first. No, mine's... I'm freezing up. I'm panicking. Uh, my final thoughts. Okay, I've got a calendar in my mind. Okay. For next year. Yep. And it is five races at Silverstone. Okay. I want five races at uh, Interlagos here in Brazil. Yep. I want five races at Spa. Yep. And I want. Five races at Malaysia. I want them to bring it back. Yeah, I And I just Malaysia. think, why have we got all these rubbish tracks? Why can't we do a sort of a 2020-style thing? We have multiple ones at the same track. Yeah, let's you know, do screw it. Screw the fans who want to go. We can't afford it anyway at most of these places. Let's just go around here like, like 10 times. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm down. Thoughts. And you can go forwards, backwards. Yeah, exactly. Left do to like right, mirror, right to left. Like yeah. the Mario Kart, mirror, Mario Kart mirror. Turn it up to 200cc. Oh, get some crazy stuff yeah. going on then. I just think that would be great. And it's climate friendly, cut down on travel. Boom. How are you genius? There's no negatives. We're going to write in to the FIA. So be yeah. looking out for our for email. For coming up. Yeah. It's going to be happening yeah. next year. Five British home races <laughs> yeah. for Hamilton and five Mexican, no, sorry, five Brazilian home <laughs> races, races for Hamilton. For Hamilton. Yeah. So he'll spend half the season. He at needs home. some love, you know. I just think he needs that support. All right, my final Take thoughts. Home, All right, as our lovely listeners know, I'm from Essex. Essex oh is the and greatest. That's all the time we have today. Thank you for listening. Essex is the greatest county in the world. Okay, <laughs> and it happens to be in the east. And the people in the East, when they turn on the news, they watch Look East. Okay, bear with me. I was watching the race with my brother, also from Look East region. He's from Essex. And I said to him, oh, Susie Fowler, what's going to be on a mad one tonight? Because it was, a, it was an East, a Look East 1-2. 
<laughs> it was a look east one too. Exactly. You've got George Russell. He's Norfolk, isn't he? Norfolk from Kings Lynn. You've got Lewis Hamilton from Stevenage. And then we'll throw it in and we'll go for a three and a four. One, two, three, four. Because you've got um, the Red Bull in Milton Keynes. Yeah. And we'll also throw in... A nice 15th place as well, Alex Albon, also yeah. <laughs> from Milton Keynes. And guess what? Aston Martin are based at Silverstone. All right, so we'll throw in a cheeky 10th and 11th. And Silverstone so is the, in the, the east. Grid, so what I'm saying is that look east on a Sunday after a race, they always tell you how they did because they're from the region. I'm going to cut this. <laughs> You can keep going. These are the best final thoughts. My final thoughts is that the East is the best region out of any region in the world at Formula One. It includes the home of Formula One Silverstone and the greatest racing driver of all time, Lewis Hamilton. So that's my final thoughts. Wow. What a load of rubbish from Ellie. Um cannot help yourself can you gotta bring it back to essex um this is i was gonna say it's been a pleasure but you've really soured the episode well i've got a massive smile on my face so i'm glad no one else can see that it's horrifying um (laughs) please please end this well thank you for listening if indeed you still are i've been your host ellie ledwell and i've been harry mckay thank you we'll see you for abu dhabi yes (laughs) 